there's nothing quite like Memphis wrestling live. Join us for episode 100 on Saturday, December 17th at the Wrestle Center. Impact Wrestling superstar Moose is coming to Memphis Wrestling for the Grind City Rumble. Plus, the gun show goes one-on-one with Mike Anthony. Sunday, January 15th, it's our first live event of 2023, and you don't want to miss it. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Just a quick reminder, subscribe for $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. This episode is also brought to you by Spunk Loop. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255. I'm the one you pay for the one you can't see. The best of the best rest in the street. You can travel around the world All right, we're live, guys. Uh, it is 9.35 a.m. on October the 2nd, 2022. Welcome to Patreon only. If you're listening to this on the main feed, you have to wait almost a whole month. Uh, why not subscribe? And you can subscribe to the best of the best here. We got all kinds of fun stuff there. Um, today, we're going to start out. Uh, we're going to review uh, WrestleMania 37, Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks. Uh, and I'm going to ask you some questions about that match right before we get started. But, dude, you just came off, and well, let's talk about this. If you're listening to it on main feed, it's going to be over a month. But it was just recently you had a bull rope match. That was uh, yesterday's television show. Uh, I don't really want – I want to tell you I thought the match was well done, really good match. You two guys have wrestled each other a gazillion times, <laughs> so it's got to mm-hmm. be real familiar. So here's a couple of questions about the match. Being so familiar with him, what is, do y'all ever call anything or do y'all just go over the stuff you want to do? 
uh, backstage, and then when you come to the match, you just change shit as you go. Is it so comfortable with him like that? Yeah, it really is. Matt is uh, – he's like one of the most underrated guys oh, in, the, yes. in the wrestling business. I mean, just the storytelling that he can do. But uh, as far as like – like, for example, this past match, we came up with a couple ideas as far as, you know, maybe a couple – shots or something that we wanted to make sure got on camera and make sure that we were in the right position. And uh, other than that, most of it was pretty much. And the much finish, you want to make sure you got the yeah. finish the way you're going to wrap the rope around us. So tell me what, what did you think as the rope broke? Did you say, Oh shit. Or did you just, y'all just went with the flow, man. It was beautiful. Well, it w- that was one of those where it, it was not intentional. First off, right? <laughs> uh, it was, but the good thing of it was it worked out perfectly because it was done at a time. So story t- story wise, so Matt is running from me and he's not wanting to, you know, let me get my hands on him. Right. So right. it worked out perfectly in the fact that one, it broke on me, and two, that was a straight shoot. Like he pulled and it literally. Oh, it, I know. It That's what I'm saying. Y'all did yeah. such a good job with that. Yeah. But the, the good part of it is, is Matt is so good on the fly. I'm so good on the fly that we literally realized, okay, it broke on me. It broke on uh, him with a basically almost like a cutoff spot. So we're going into the heat. So why would he run now? He's broken right. free. But if to the story, he should run from me. If we were in the shine, he would run from me, and I would have to go catch him. But the fact that it broke going into a cutoff, and I sold the fact that it, you know, it broke off. He pulled me in so hard that it broke off my wrist that he broke a rope. Anyways, uh, we told that story that, you know, hey, why would he, he won't run now? Because he's on top. And right. then and once he got like, started getting yeah. the heat. Here's something yeah. that you're talking about that some people, and I know fans may not realize this, uh, but, uh, and some of the guys in the business don't get it. When you're doing a gimmick match like that, you're still doing the basic psychology you're getting yeah. your shine the heat come back blah 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 which a lot of people don't get that so yeah and and we did we did we changed a lot of it on the fly the match was was originally supposed to be more me and it was kind of like more of a blow-off to it but uh as you know with the rope breaking we decided we decided in our heads and we went ahead and changed while we were out there we i gave a little more to him because one i wanted to make sure when i got to the point that I was cutting him off. I needed to make sure I was close enough to the rope to get a hold of the rope so he can't run now. So, you know, while we're in the heat, he it's good to go because, you know, he's on top of me. And I changed a few things as far as the way I was selling and everything just so that we told the same story that, you know, if it got, if I came back a little more, he should run. So in me and him, were, we didn't even call it while we're out there. We just kind of did it. Because we that's were both why that you know, story. and I yeah. know that I know that you guys have been together so long, but back and forth, and, and just thinking that uh, when that happened, and you're there's no stopping of it because you got a live crowd there, and you right. guys, I mean, if I didn't know any better, I would think, well, they that spot was rigged, and that was the way it was supposed to look, and that's yeah. the coolness of you guys. That's the the good, the, how good y'all are together. So. Yeah, and uh, just a special. This is for especially for our uh, Patreon members. We got a special guest, the first ever women's champion, Nikki Lane. <laughs> hey, Nikki. hey, Nikki. Good morning. Good morning. All right, but yeah, she uh, uh, 
Nick, you kind of walked in, so we're giving a special uh, a special bonus for the uh, Patreon <laughs> people, especially if you're on their live. That's another reason why you need to get on the best of the best here. But yeah, there you go, so, there you go. So yeah. if you just listen to the audio, you didn't get to see it. Uh, exactly. Good. And good I mean, deal, she though. was half naked and everything else. Yeah, so you gotta make man, sure. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, uh, the uh, story of the match. You know, we we took and. <clears throat> Like when I made sure I had to make sure in my head that, you know, when I cut him off, I was close enough to hold on to the rope so that it was we kept the same story. I even wrapped it around my arm to make sure it didn't come off again. And, you know, we we literally didn't call a lot of that stuff. A lot of it was just on the fly, like the the using the post in between us to pull him into the post, wrapping him up where his arms couldn't move and chopping him like it was just uh, it was all on the fly. But in our heads, we're still trying to tell the tell the same story and we didn't want to get away from this story. You know, if, you know, if I'm coming back on him and he's not strapped at the, or if I'm not strapped to the wrist and he's able to get away, how stupid would we look if he just didn't leave? I mean, right, he just let, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah. everything worked out really good. It was a good match and a good finish to the feud there. I, I really liked the way y'all did it. And, uh, and there was a, I, I criticize, uh, especially AEW, that will have a match that some guy will run in on one guy, and then the next week they got a loser leave town or mask or a strap match or uh, let's do a ladder match. The, you know, within a week, I love the build of this and, and it meaning something and the finish meaning something. And the long build, I mean, Matt, the the we're buddies, we're not buddies, you know, boom, 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 and then and then finishing it up. Matt has a career as a commentator, though. You need to tell him I said that. Uh, he it, has said the same thing. I, <laughs> I honestly, I believe, and if it wasn't for the fact that we've already got a really good commentating crew, whether it's Pete or uh, uh, Dustin or Maria, like if we had a second show, if we had our, uh, uh, I guess Memphis wrestling dark or elevation, or <laughs> he would be, yeah, Matt would be the lead commentator. Yeah. He's, he is so, so good, good on the microphone. He's such an entertaining, uh, performer. I mean, he's one of those where, what I love about Matt too is nowadays, everyone, especially if you're a heel, you want to get your stuff in and you want to, uh, you want to be the cool heel and, and that kind of stuff. And Matt, Matt comes up with the ideas of, Hey, I'm going to be the, the chicken crap, I, you know, heel. I'm going to be the, I'm going to run. I want to stand out. I want to be the coward while everyone else wants to be cool and wants to get their stuff in and they got to look good. Matt's like, no, no, he's just, yeah, he's just doing the brawling part where he, he'll let the baby face look cool. And then when it comes time for his hate, uh, he, he's just doing uh, a brawling style. No, no, let, let me do a hundred, but he's coming from you both guys. That's, that's something I should have mentioned. Matt and you both were considered high flyers at one point in your career. And that's yeah. what y'all did. And, and to tone it down and do what you're doing in the later years of your career is, is, uh, uh, it's the Jericho effect really where you're, you're just changing, actually changing yourself to, to match what you can do now. There's no sense of you, even though when you're in Newport, Arkansas, for some reason, you like to jump through tables and shit. So, <laughs> uh, but other than that, you guys are, you know, that that's what you have to do. All right, let's get started. I want to talk about a few things before we, we talk about the match. Uh, there was a misconception. I've been a friend of Daryl. Uh, who owns Liberty Pro, right? It is his promotion. Right. Uh, me and him have been friends for, God, I, I'm probably as long as me and you. So I, I want to say, I want to say close to 30 years I've known Daryl. 
Uh, wow. And I pissed him off one time on Facebook by mentioning his or, or the old website. I can't remember which one it was. And I call and he's been doing this for a long time. So, and I called it a uh, fetish website. It's what I call right. Liberty. I don't know if it was called Liberty Pro then, but that's what I called it. So what it was Darryl called does, Magnificent Ladies of Wrestling. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. So what Daryl does is, if I'm a customer, well, I'll let you explain it. So I'm a customer. What can I do on on their website? Okay, so I'll I'll defend you for one. Uh, there is a like a subset of custom wrestling that is a little more or adult oriented. Uh, but that is not what Daryl does. There's, there is there's, also there is another that. set that's even that's even X rated. That's part yes. of this. What you do is you'll do your book your own, but they're completely naked, or they go from clothes to naked. Right. Uh, but yeah, there is another, but Daryl's not that. So if I'm ordering a match on Daryl's website, what happens? Okay, so like if you let's say, uh, all right, we're doing a, a taping on uh on whatever date so he'll set the tape and then he'll put out a roster with pictures and everything of the different ladies and guys to do it so and he'll do it monthly or bi-monthly or every two months i mean it just really depends on like the booking and the the best time to get flights and that kind of stuff so anyways what you'll do is like if you're a customer and you've always wanted to book a wrestling match uh really focusing on the female uh perspective of it uh, let's say you wanted to, to uh, book your own wrestling match, you know, your own finish, uh, check everything to it. So, I mean, you can literally book everything as far as outfits all the way down. Now, like you said, Daryl's is 100, and he lets people know ahead of time, it, this is professional wrestling. Right. This is, you know, this is the the part of, uh, or the version of custom wrestling that is 100% professional wrestling. There is no, I mean, there is even you, times where we don't. Before you got approve. into it, uh, Austin, it, before you got into it with Daryl and we started working for Daryl, did you ever think it was kind of not on the up and up kind of thing? Yes, I, I absolutely did. I mean, uh, he asked myself and Nikki for a long time, and we just wouldn't do it because we thought it was a little more adult oriented. And that's not what we're about. You know, we're especially, you know, we're the John Cena kind of deal. Like you were talking about, no matter how Nikki works, heel baby or whatever, she's always going to be the top baby face because she's just so right, over right, right. and she's that, you know, yeah, that kind of deal. We're the Captain America, Superman kind of thing. Uh, but anyways, so we always like turned it down and then he finally talked us into doing it and, you know, told us the pay and kind of explained everything to it and how much money you can make and that kind of stuff. So anyways, you'll book the match. You go online, you book the match. You say, okay, I like, I'll, I'll use an example. You got Nikki Lane and a uh, little bit, or we'll just use myself. We got Nikki Lane and uh, Austin Lane, and you want a match between the two. You're going to book it as this person will be the baby face. This person will be the heel. This is the, you know, the finish I want. This is some of the moves I want, that kind of stuff. And then, Daryl will take that script and he will send it to the participants in the match and they will look over it, make sure that it's stuff that they can do safely, that it's stuff they're comfortable doing. Uh, if it's any of the outfits or gear, whether they either a, they have it or B uh, the customer provided if they want to, but also that uh, the, the participants and Daryl will approve or not approve of outfits. Anything that shows too much booty or boobs or anything like that is not allowed. And he'll just tell them flat out, nope, we're not doing that. 
So anyways, the participants will agree upon the match. Yes, I can pull this off. I can tell this story for you. Uh, and they'll decide how long the match is. And then there's certain price points. And then, you know, they pay for the match and the match is approved. And then it is filmed on the, uh, the date of the taping. And then they will receive, uh, they, I know they receive digital copies and then also a hard copy of it, but, uh, and pictures and that kind of stuff. And then now you own that match. Um, now Daryl and them will, all, they also have to where people can buy downloads on their website, you know, Liberty Pro Wrestling. But these are, these are yeah. matches that they've already filmed. So if I they yes. film one of my matches, uh, that I bought, they may put it up for download. So, and I don't want, we're right. not going to talk money numbers wise, but, right. but it's a good payoff. You get an X amount of money for each match. Now, most of the money that's, that comes from the fan goes to you, if I'm correct. And Incorrect. Then Darryl, all of it. Okay. All of it. And Daryl makes yes. money on the back end with the downloads. Is that, correct. is that the way it works? Okay. All that, right. Yeah, that that's correct. So yeah, Daryl, and, and it's ahead of time, it's it's in the contract that Daryl will own the footage of it. Now, see, like if, if say, I want to go on there and I see that uh, Niggy Lane and Austin Lane wrestled a match uh, and it'll have a couple pictures from it, I can order that, that download and pay X amount of dollars for that download, which is really cheap, but you can't, you know, it's not like You can't look it, it's right, not, but there big, is a, yeah, yeah Daryl's already learned there is an audience uh, for those people that don't want to book it and don't want to spend as much money, and you know, it's a, a customer might think, "Well, I can get, I can get seven matches for the prices I would get one booking it." But this is something. Yeah. It's it's ladies, like you said, it's mostly the girls, but it, it could be done with two guys also. Like there, you yeah. have wrestled guys, you wrestled women, and it's just what it is. It's inside of. I don't know. I, I want to say insiders, but that's not really it. It's just the fan deciding. Right. This is the, I want to book a match. I've never booked a match. Now me, you, we both book matches before and, and, and you do it every week, every time at a TV taping, but, uh, uh, average fan, it's never been around the business. This is kind of, you know, fantasy booking something they've never, ever been able to do. And it's just wanted to clear it up with the Liberty Pro and, and what Daryl does, because we have a, a Patreon, a guy that used to be a Patreon member. He listens to everything, uh, that me and you do, uh, David Owens, uh, David, get on the best, the best tier. Come on, come on. Uh, yes, and, definitely, uh, David. That that's the tier. You, it, it's literally made for you, David. I mean, you need to come. <laughs> but yeah, and then and also like I, I mentioned, like as far as the Liberty Pro deal uh, and the customs. So you know, you're able to book the matches, but you were talking about Patreon. That's another part of it. Is a lot of times it's fans that are really supporting the ladies. So like, if you're a huge fan of Nikki Lane, you're going to support her. And uh, though that support, that's how great the fans are. They'll, but they the customers know that. They know yeah. the money's going to the girl instead yes. of going to the promoter. And I think Correct. that I think that makes a lot to do with it. And and uh, like I said, I don't want to. We've talked personally about numbers, and I, and it doesn't matter because that's not a really any, my business or anyone else's business. We want to know it's between Daryl and you and and the customer. Correct. But. Um, it is no, uh, it, it's nothing weird for you to say, Hey, BT, I'm headed to do customs this weekend. I'm going to do seven matches and take home X amount of money more than you would, you yeah. know, in half a year, uh, wrestling on the, on, in the indie. So that's just, yep. it's just one of those things where you have to wrestle more than once. It's, it's 
it's not one of those things. What you told me one time you did a you did a Friday night show, a taping on Saturday with seven or eight matches, and then worked twice for Memphis Wrestling or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> actually it was yeah it was, I had a Friday night show where I wrestled actually twice because there was a battle royal and a regular match. I had the taping the next morning, which I only had eight matches, but it was still eight matches, Jesus, and I remember yeah. it in particular. Uh, because the uh, in the eight matches, I I had to do a lot of them back to back to back. So I ended up like wrestling nonstop straight through for like 90 minutes. And that is extremely difficult. And then I had a Saturday night show where oh, yeah, there was I forgot a tournament. <laughs> yeah, I had a tournament on Saturday night where I made it to the finals and I wrestled three times. And then I turned around on Memphis TV. I had two matches. And I was exhausted. I had a yeah, I had, yeah. the wallet was fat, but uh, I was too tired to hold it up. Well, you made some more money for your Funko Pops, so there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quit collecting, but they're still all up here. Uh, uh, I have a friend that always laughs. What are you What are you doing with your Funko Pops? I go. They're on the shelf. Do you play with them? I go. No. But they're on the shelf. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. That's where I want them. So there we go. All right, let's get started with this match. We are going to start. Um, I want to say a few things. So right now, guys, uh, if you're on the main feed and it is a, um, this is a watch along. And in just a moment, I'll give you a time to go to. But if you're on the main feed, we'll be taking a commercial break right now. And then when we come back, I'll give you the time and we'll get started. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right. $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Our Uber Eats code Eats Dash Brian T two four seven nine O U E. That's Eats Dash Brian T two four seven nine zero U E. Use that code and get twenty dollars off a twenty five dollar order. Mysterious production. Ooh. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit safe. Saturday night, and it's going down. Me and her being at it for a couple of rounds. When things got dry, All right, back for a commercial on the main feed and Patreon people are going, what the hell? It just makes it <laughs> easy. It makes it easier for me guys to cut it. Uh, we're going to start at 24833. Uh, Sasha Banks is headed to the ring. It's WrestleMania. And if you're on Peacock, it is season 37, episode two. And that is labeled WrestleMania 37, not one. I'm going to go ahead and... Get it going. And I want to, on episode, we did episode uh, 431. It was our mania moments from that weekend. Uh, it, 
I'm not going to uh, say what number it is, but I tell you, it's one of the top top ones. Um, and then it even showed up again on the moments of that year on episode 535. So you guys can go check that out. All right. Are we sharing a screen? Yeah, I see it right there. We are. All right. We're going to get it started. It's uh, 2.48.33. And real quick, as she's walking to the ring here, uh, you have worked with her. And was it uh, was it for Daryl? Yes, it was. It was for Daryl, actually. Sasha Banks. Yeah, so, yes, Sasha Banks. There's a lot of girls. You you wouldn't believe the amount of well, uh, girls that are you know in WWE or TNA or AEW now that all came through that area. Honestly, I mean Sasha Banks when she was Mercedes uh, KV. I mean, there's so many. Uh, I mean, you, you had her, Taylor Hendrick, a lot of the girls at OVW, uh, believe it or not, Heidi Lovelace, who is now uh, Ruby Riot. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we're real familiar with Or not with Ruby her. Riot, yeah, yeah. Ruby Soho now, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's been through there. Worked with, uh, with uh, Jordan Grace. I mean, worked with her. There, There's a lot of girls that are under contract now that are making a really good uh, living for themselves that came through that area. This match uh, meant a lot to Memphis, uh, to Memphis to to women's wrestling in the sense that we got a main event. We got two black women who who are really top of the top of the food chain when it comes to being in this business. You got Bianca Belair, a girl who who has all the athletic talent in the world, who's putting it together finally, and she's in the ring with Sasha Banks, who is a you know a bona fide star when it comes to WWE. So we have a moment here, which is uh, you can tell the two girls are just they're wanting to cry. Look, Bianca's wanting to cry right here. Have you ever been that emotional for a match that you're fixing to have, Austin? I have. I actually have, and I've cried like that too. Not just, I mean, I've had it where I've, I've won titles and cried afterwards, but being in the ring, uh, when I wrestled in a tag match against the Steiner brothers, and we oh, were I doing bet. it in yeah. front of yeah, 13,000 people, and just the, the emotion, it's hard to hold it in sometimes. And, I mean, you can see it right there in, in Bianca Belair's face. I mean, she is so emotional because it is. It, it's a, you know, it's a rewarding feeling you know for someone to be recognized you know as you know getting to be the main event of wrestlemania to you know african-american ladies that are at the top of, of this sport period oh, i mean yeah, it's yeah. an emotional moment yeah i mean they're That's human beings I mean, it, it's, they're not yeah yeah it was it was a huge moment that year for wrestling it's a really good solid match what they're doing right here so this match would you consider you know sasha's kind of healing here but still, uh, even when she's a heel, she's a fan favorite. I mean, she's huge in merchandise and everything. But she, at the first movie, she put her in the corner and actually came off. Instead of hitting her, she came out of it. So what you're doing in this part, Austin, are you building for trying to start the heat and everything by you not doing anything with the girl, with your opponent? No. Yeah, well, at this point, what you really want to do is I consider I call it the uh, filling out process, the, you know, the introducing yourself kind of thing to them. Uh, a lot of times when I uh, booked working against different people and they are, you know, somebody that I don't know, you know, and I'm booked to go into a certain kind of like a territory or a show and uh, working this person. It's kind of like the filling out process. I mean, it's very common common sense if you really think about it. You know, you want to get in the ring with somebody, you want to kind of fill them out whether or not. Storytelling wise, 
you know, is this person, you know, on their game tonight? Are they, you know, are, are they, you know, filling down the dumps kind of deal? It's a filling out process to where you're, you're telling the story that you're kind of either trying to set up for a finisher or, and you say finisher, you so, yeah. so all of a sudden we see Bianca Marilera tr try to go go for her finisher and then said, you know, uh, made a point of it. Is that something that I noticed a lot of that recently where you try to go for your finisher at the front of the match, the baby face does? Is that just something that, that you, you know, as you see it coming into the play of it's just something people started adding to matches? Yeah, I mean, to me, like my the prime example of that oh. to me was when I was back in the day. I was always watching, you know, uh, RVD and Jerry Lynn. You know, a lot of their their opening stuff was, you know, back and forth and kind of the filling out process. To me, uh, do, going for the finishers first off, it makes sense because one, it, you know, you don't get paid by the hour kind of thing. Uh, right, they, right. So, yo, any, yeah. nice spot right there. She actually started a heat. But it kind of backfires here as uh, as uh, she does the dive outside the ring and uh, Bianca catches her. And th this come, this is so freaking impressive right it here. Is. My goodness. I can't imagine. I couldn't do that. And I know like, Sasha yeah. Banks is tiny. So, uh. yeah, I mean, I you know, I worked with, with Sasha Banks. She's, you know, very limber, very tiny kind of deal. But it's still, when you're walking up steps and holding someone up like that, that is so impressive. And they're just basically, they're telling the story that, you know, they're showing what each girl can do. You would like to, especially on a match like this, that there's not a lot of like uh, heel baby face heat going into it. A story that way, you want to show what each performer is able to do. That's a lot, a lot of that building at the very beginning of it. You're showing what each person, that way, whether it's someone who tunes in once a year on WrestleMania to watch it or someone that's watching every single week on Raw, SmackDown, and everything else. Everyone needs to be on the same footing, you know, telling the story. That's why, you know, if you watch the Marvel Avengers, you know, they will, they're telling a story going from movie to movie, but they will keep people, you know, they, they will tell the story throughout the movie that, you know, you can watch every Marvel movie and still know what's going on or you can just only watch the Avengers movies and still know what's going on. I, I've never thought of it like that, but you're right. And that being Mania, Mania being one of those shows where a lot of people come to it. Uh, but it, I, every year, no matter what, I can remember not really even following wrestling. Uh, and then us having a, a WrestleMania party over to Chris O'Neill's house. Want to come see WrestleMania? Sure. It was one of those things where you'd always go, and what's well, you said we're not really a heel baby, but I'm gonna tell you, Sasha's a heel right here. She yeah. pulled, her, pulled her hair and uh, punched her in the face. Uh, so we're showing kind of the old traditional, she's getting some heat where we're showing Sasha as the as the champ, uh, getting over on, on the challenger right here, right? Right, exactly. That's exactly what it is because they're telling this story that this is this big crowning moment for uh, Bianca. And they're, so they're telling the story that, you know, Sasha is being, you know, she's being a heel per se for as far as our business, what we call it. But to me, it's it's heelish, but it's a, it's really aggressive. She's being extremely aggressive, which is what I love. I love aggression. You know, the just you can really feel coming through the screen, you know, how motivated she is uh, to beat Bianca. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see that she wants to stop uh, the growth there. That's what they're 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 building the star, and the, and the point here would be that the veteran is going to cut her off at this spot, and she's going to have to start at the bottom again. I mean, that's a whole story that always for the title, and we like. I mean, as a fan, we love watching that story, and we love watching the 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 newcomer take the belt from the from the person that's been there for a while. It's just a damn good story, and and it's uh, it's worked. Oh, that that hurts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, it's a damn good was, story. It was rough. Yes, yeah. it, it's a, a really good story. And the the thing is, and I think yeah, here coming up, uh, I think uh, you might have seen this spot maybe uh, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not necessarily with hair, but you may have seen this spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the and the thing is, is you want to create characters that people will get emotionally invested in. Spider Man makes all that money on the movies because people know the story of Ben Parker or Peter Parker and Ben Parker. You know being killed and the, you know, the, the yeah, and emotional, we know yeah. villains too. We know why the villains are there. They're all there for a reason. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're all there. For a reason you're, you're telling that st- you're, you're creating an emotional, you know, people want to be able to see themselves in the characters. Bianca, you know, you want to have little girls out there that, you know, this can be me kind of thing. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of weightlifting to <laughs> some of this stuff right here. She's doing that. I mean, just, she is so she is a remarkable athlete, has been since the day she stepped into the ring. I think right now, as in this match was uh we're talking over a year ago, I think mainly right now she's kind of coming on her own as a worker. Uh yes. and and I know people are gonna say, Well, BT, you don't know that she's been wrestling really good. No, it's that's really not what we're saying. I remember I had a talk with the Bucci, um, Mike Bucci one time. And he said, sometimes it takes up to five years before you're really understanding the psychology and going into, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we'll go back to you and Matt. If it fucks up, what are you going to do? And sometimes you don't know if you're at this stage of the business. You're worried about what y'all talked about instead of what you can do in the ring. So, Yeah, it's not about what you can do. It's uh, about why you did it. Well, that's a Honestly. good point. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, like, like I said, there's a lot of really strong individuals. Oh, there's a lot of. She used uh, her own hair know, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of strong, you know, individuals. There's a lot of high flying. You know, there, uh, there's a you know ten thousand wrestlers that can do a four fifty, but it's you know, can you get emo- you know the fans emotionally invested in your 450 that's what really tells the story Man, that's that is you a good money. that's a real good point especially with uh with the style that has evolved uh you know we used to have to go to mexico or we used to have to go to japan uh or one of these indies to watch this style that that has evolved into uh it's it, I call it I call it uh a hybrid in the sense that right. it's it's wrestling it's Lucha, it's New Japan, but it's very, like you said, everyone could do this move, but when we go to where we put it and what we do for the fans is, is what matters. So, yeah. And like, for an example, you know, that just brutal looking right there. So is that a, is that a hope spot? Austin, would you call that? That is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a hope spot. You know, she, you know, going from the heat, you know, all of a sudden she gets, 
uh, a couple, uh, you know, a couple moves, getting the crowd back behind them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of, you know, we're getting behind the baby faces, baby face again, and then a cut right back off. Yeah, that's it's a hope spot. And the thing is, is a lot of times what people don't realize is this: the match is, you know, even though it's, you know, it's, you know, filling out process, then shine, then heat, then come back, that kind of stuff. They are doing a little bit different because one, they got to real, you got to realize they're the main event of night one. At WrestleMania, people have already done so much stuff that you have to be different so people will remember your and match. These girls got the crowd, buddy. They yes. got the crowd. They, they didn't uh, – uh, everyone wanted to see the moment, which they had built for, and these girls worked really hard. There's some more yeah. of that strength in her and, and yes, just not so, really thinking about yeah. – she is so strong. And then, I, like, we're coming up right here, Sasha, with the big reverse out of it, you know, still showing that strength. And then right oh, there, boom. Double yeah, down. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. And that's another, you know, you get into a little mini hope and then a cutoff. And they're doing different than what, uh, you know, normally you would think, okay, maybe a couple hope spots and cut off, and then we're getting ready for double down, that kind of stuff. They're doing more because, one, it's a different story that they're telling. Uh, being this crowning moment, and and the moment is more important than the match. You know, the moment of you know the two African American uh, females main eventing WrestleMania for the and title. the win is more important than the match. That's something you just yeah. said that I always grab something you say that that people don't think about, but it oh, really. I love this I mean, right here coming up. Yeah, I do too. Right here, oh man. You'll still, you stole that a couple of times already. Hey. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Bianca, <laughs> as, as people that are, have been listening to the podcast, know that's a good base right there. I show you a good right, base. Right, right, right. So yeah. And anyways, like you were saying is the match, it, the match, what you do in the match is not as important of the moment that they're creating. They're yeah, creating think, a memorable you know, we're moment. Ta- we're talking, like you said, two girls at the top of the profession. Do you understand? That's where we have to understand. Sometimes we don't have two people and Austin Lane and maybe a rookie that you're really, you're not, you want to have a solid match, but you're not going out there. I'm not going to have a five-star match. And that's something you might have tried to do when when you first got started in the business. But that's right. not what you're going out there to do. You're going out there to tell a real simple story, and it's all about how the story ended and how the match ended for the next stage. Are you jobbing this guy out? Or are you going? He's going to lose totally, or did he almost beat you? Kind of thing. Where right. you know down the line he might beat you too. But you're not going out there, and a lot of people. I think the story part has has diminished a lot, which this match is all full of story. But but I'm saying, you know, with the hybrid, with the spot, 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 we forget about it really is the finish, the ending of the story, whether it's I, I teach this in class, whether it's the finish of the story or it's the start of something new. So it, the finish of the match may not be the finish of the story. It may just be the start of something new. And right here we did a spot. Um, we did a spot on the arm and now she's going for, she's got her hair tied up. If you're not watching and now she's going, we're going for a submissive spot here. That looks familiar. Yeah. Didn't we see that yesterday? <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. All you gotta do is just take the hair, put it in her mouth. And then, yeah, <laughs> but see the difference is like in mine too, if you want, remember the finish of the match, it wasn't just the rope, you know, and pulling back like I had the bank statement. It was the STF without using the legs because I took the rope and wrapped it around Matt's legs. Matt's legs couldn't go anywhere because he was right, tied right, up. Right, right, right. Yeah, tied. yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, and, and and then like you said, you know, they're they're you you take this hybrid kind of thing, they're creating emotional moments. Uh just the aggression, you know, and the you know, getting behind uh Bianca, they're creating th- that moment for the crowd. They're getting, you know, they're really the heat, the whole purpose of the heat is to get the crowd behind the good guy, the baby face. You know, like I was talking about with Spider-Man. Spider-Man makes more money than Superman because Spider-Man, it, you can really feel like that he could lose at any point in time. Superman, you don't. I mean, Superman, you know, he's alien. He's, you know, he's just indestructible. He do, he makes money, but he doesn't make as much money as Spider-Man does. That's exactly what she had on her face right then. Sasha yeah. Banks did. Right before all these moves, she walked around. The stuff you do before the moves and after the moves, not just the moves. And on her face was like, I cannot do a damn thing. To, to beat this girl uh yeah. and you have to you have to do have you ever just did that right in the middle of the match to make the fans think there's no way you're gonna win yes yeah or you had to that. fight back it's, yeah yeah i've done that several times it's well yeah you know that really one of the most important things in, in, in your facial expressions that's why i always tell people hey find camera find the crowd show on your face because so much story i mean the thing is you know taking a power bomb uh you you could take a power bomb and damage your body but the, the whole point of the power bomb and the the what really will get the crowd into it is the selling afterwards you know you you take an archer back you know show oh so and, see oh God, there's that move she right went here, yeah know? I'm What's sorry, but there's What's the move she went for right and missed. Now she can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at look at her face. The story she's telling on her face that, that oh my goodness, you know, I thought I had it, you know, and, and you know, I can't keep Sasha down. You know, the you can really feel it just looking at her face, you know. She's even taking it to like a not even a level eleven. She's going eleven, you know, a level twenty-five out of ten, you know, with her facial expression. That just look at her face right there, and then watch her face go from the shocked and oh my god to look at right here, look at her face, and just the the emotional change, you know, the tempo change in it is just so good. Oh, I agree, it, I agree. Yeah. It was, uh, like I said, we go back to the things that's happening before uh, she's going for a finisher, and we got it blocked by the hair. Oh, yeah. This coming up, oh man, it hurts. And and I had it oh. with Matt with that belt or that up the belt, the uh, rope. I still have a scar from that match with Matt. We hit, yeah. She used her hair as the gimmick. Still going for the finisher. Can't do the finisher. Boom! And she should be going for it again. And I believe she hits it. Ah, oh, there we go. Yep, there it is. And you, you can just big you time can history, see the big big wrestling moment. I always yeah. talk about making wrestling moments, uh, and, and I I call them Memphis wrestling moments for you guys because I always goes back to the old school stuff. But this is a wrestling moment, and like I said, it, we talked about it a lot, Lance and I did uh, for our moments of last year, and also uh, a WrestleMania moment. This was one of those that we count down the top ten every year, and. Uh, you know, you you could not, uh, and, and I and and I'm going to say something, but you're you're talking about two two uh, Southern white guys 
that could never, ever understand what it feels like to be a woman and an African-American woman in America. We, we were going to say that right up front. Me and, me right. and Austin have no, no idea what that's about. But right. we still, they were able, and I say that because they were able to still do so much storytelling and so much emotions that it made me want to cry. So that's what it was all about right there. It was, uh, it, it felt like a change in the business kind of thing. And I think that's Absolutely. why people, yeah, people got so pissed. Uh, I think I mean, that's look, why. Look at the crowd reaction right there. Look at, look at the crowd reaction. Oh, yeah, uh, I know it. They're going, look at this one guy. Sexes, he goes over Different the races. <laughs> they told that story to, I mean, all the way to point. Yeah, I will admit, and we'll both admit, you know, neither one of us well, ever if you look, look, look. This is why I have this after uh, the match with Matt right there, right there. I've got that. The, right, the right. But anyways, you, know, you, you, you know, neither one of us will ever know, you know, the hardships that they've gone through with, with so much. One, a, you know, I remember working with Sasha, you know, and she would even talk about like, you know, how that she's not given, you know, the opportunity to wrestle. You know, that they love wrestling so much and she's not given the opportunity to do that because, you know, back then it was, oh, you know, we're just, this is, you know, women are just. Oh, yeah. It's women wrestling. Oh, yeah. You're not even talking yeah. about the color of the skin. You're talking about yeah. just women wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Women wrestling. And then, then past that, then it comes to the, you know, the, you know, not just. Uh, females not getting the respect they deserve. And then you take a look, you know, at the race part of it, you know, the African-American females not being able to, you know, given that opportunity, whether it's, you know, wh whomever it is, you know, not giving them the credit that they deserve, that they can be main event of WrestleMania. Here's something I want to bring back. You're right. You're right about all that. Here's what I want to say that I, I and I, maybe I just understood it after I rewatched this match. Is when when uh, Becky took the belt from from uh, Bianca so quick and so easy. There was such an uproar, and I at that point said, "Me being uh, it was just a win. It's just a pin. They're gonna build Bianca to." But that wasn't it. They pissed all these people off. That yes, was was into this story, right? Is that that? Right. That's the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's the exa that, that's exactly it right there. I mean, it was the fact that the it's the same thing when when they did it with Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, as far as you know on the male side, you know, the fans are taken on this journey with the wrestler. So it's not just Bianca Belair winning the title, you know, everyone that's gone through that entire journey with her, uh, you know, they won that title. You know, they all stood together and that crowning moment, that that moment that was so created, they pissed off that the moment. Of yeah. yeah, they pissed it off on us, especially on that. And and Lance made a big deal about it. And I was like, Lance, it's this. But I, you know, Lance, if you're listening to this, I agree with you now that after watching that again and then knowing what happens in the future, uh, it kind of didn't make sense at the time. Uh, but we got, you know, we got right now. So currently, Bianca Belair is still in WWE, uh, making noise, as I, I'd like to say that she's still a big superstar. And yes. Sasha's one of those people who seems to, uh, right now, still ain't back and doesn't seem to be, can be happy. But there's people in the business that can't be happy with what they do. Uh, and so I want to talk. I don't really want to talk about Sasha the way I feel about uh, her as a fan. I would. I wanted to, to see her succeed. But when I start 
figuring out all this stuff uh, that goes on behind the scenes, you kind of go, oh, why? You know, you're with the WWE. You're living out your dream. Have you ever, I know right now, you are, you're not selfish at all. And I'm, right. I'm not saying it because me and you are sitting here and I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. Uh, <laughs> the motherfucker won't do nothing. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but was there a point in your career where you didn't feel like it was your duty to put somebody over and it wasn't yeah. your duty at that time? And how do you come out of that? I know it's, I know it's maturity, but, when do you tell me, maybe you can come up with a story where you didn't want to do something. You just kind of walked away. But now if it was asked for you, you would do it. And when does that maturity happen? I think the maturity comes. I mean, I know everybody talks about, you know, coming with age, and that kind of deal. I think a lot of it has to do with it. Yes, it has to do with maturity, but I've seen plenty of people who, you know, are, so smart to the business and at a young age that they, you know, realize some of that stuff. It's not just, you know, maturing over time kind of thing. I think it, a lot of times there's been times that I I thought, you know, well, no, it's not, you know, where's my time at kind of thing. You know, what, why, why is it always that I'm the one, you know, for a long time, I even was told, man, you're too good at putting people over that. You're never going to get your time kind of thing. And I think just, over time, you start to, you know, you start to see from other people's perspective, for one, and then you you gotta you gotta realize that, you know, like with the Sasha thing, you gotta see both sides of it. Yeah, I mean, everyone says, well, she's with WWE, she's living out her dream, you know, that kind of thing. But but you gotta also remember that she's a person too. It's not just about you know. Everyone says, well, you know, she made or uh, uh, WWE made her, you know paid her a lot of money well she's also made a lot of money for wwe right i agree i yeah. agree it's, and, it's a yeah two-way yeah. street with her I, I would yeah agree it's, that. it's a two-way street with anyone because you got to realize you know you, there's always going to be the company perspective and there's always going to be the personal perspective and you've got to be you know you've got to be happy with yourself you know you got to be happy with what you're doing cre- creatively fulfilled with what you're doing and you know, do you, you think deserve you got, to be happy. Do you think yeah. you got some criticism? Because I'm not telling you nothing you don't know. And me right. and you used to, me and you used to kid about. I'd say, and the reason why we started joking about it is that you, as as a performer, would want to talk to me about your matches, not right. anybody else's matches. But you, and you're not you're not unusual. There's a lot of guys that do that. Have done it through the years. And I used to make a joke about. Uh, who Austin Lane? You know who Austin Lane's favorite wrestler is? It's Austin, Austin Lane. Lane. Cause that's all we <laughs> talk about when I talk right. to you is Austin Lane. But you got a reputation at one point where, uh, not I'm not going to say bad. I'm just going to say it, all, all he wants to do is worry about himself, and he don't want to worry about anybody else. But that changed. Uh, do you know when it? When the light turned on and you said, oh, this ain't all about Austin Lane. It's about a bunch of other people. And I know you don't. In Memphis Wrestling, it's all been about everybody else, not Austin Lane. Uh, and if you go back and look at all the storylines you've been involved in, uh, that's what you're building for. You you came off this story, and I don't know who you're going with, but ever who you're going with with this story, you can put them over because right. you got – 
you got put over in the sense that that uh, you beat Matt and you're on the top of the game. But when did it become where we're not just – because you booked a lot of stuff and you booked right. other people and you started booking them doing things that maybe you would have used yourself. When do you say, I'd rather see someone – because here I was in a unique spot. I knew I wasn't a wrestler. And my job was to be a manager. And my guys, I was helping get people over from point one. From point one, I never was to get me over because, motherfucker, I'm going to get over, okay? Right. Anybody that comes out blowing a whistle and hits people with a, a clipboard is going to be a heel and no one's going to like me. I don't even have to right. say nothing. I don't even have to say anything. But I, my job was to get people over from day one. Unlike you who you, when you first started out, you want to get yourself over, but that you haven't done that for a long time. Yeah. You don't do that job anymore. Was there a certain match or something, say a jury Lynn or somebody told you, look, you got to stand back and, and, and we got to put the whole program over, not just Austin Lane over. Yeah. Jerry taught me that a lot, like over the years, but I think what really like, cemented it for me was when I was asked to start helping people with booking and ideas. And then it was not, a not just about, you know, cause there for years, you know, I, I talk about me and Derek joke around all the time. Jer uh, Derek will talk about being a, a five time, you know, wrestler of the year. And right, I joke right, around right. and told him, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I was 11 times wrestler of the year, you know, for different, uh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah. But, and me and him was always competing, you know, who's the better, best wrestler, you know, not just in Mid-South, but, you know, around period. And, you know, when I started helping people with booking, you know, whether it was, you know, small-time shows or television products, you know, the, the one in West Memphis, that kind of stuff, it was when I was trying to develop stories and... For I other people a lot of, other yeah, than you. For yeah, other yeah. people than just myself, because for a long time it was, you know, well, I can only control what I do, you know, so... I can only control what I do, so that's what I need to focus on. You know, make sure that my match is the best match, and period. That's it. But that, I mean, you now it's unless we are in Newport, and you are new, you're from Newport, uh, right. and so it's it'd be stupid not to put you and Nikki at the top of every card. There, I'm sorry, it just it would I, if I was booking, yeah. that's where you would be. But it, it's you're comfortable in that mid card, that first match. You don't care. And if there's somebody that needs help on the show, I'm Nick talked about it. Um, I'm a, I, what is his? I, I see him on Facebook all the time as Nick Carter. Scott. Uh, Carter, Matthews. Carter Matthews talking about, and you talked a little bit about that match where you, you all just turned it around, but it was all about him. That match was about him and he was so thankful. And I don't know if, even though he worked with you for a while, him thinking, I don't know if he thought maybe he was going to get in the ring with you and it was all going to be about you. But that match was not, it wasn't nothing to do with Austin Lane. Right. But you still take a pride back there that you said, oh, we did this. That, and I find it at you, and there's a lot of guys that I got started uh, with uh, in that time period that I was around. you, It's fun to watch how, uh, and I use the word just easy, mature into a wrestler and the guys that are gone because a lot of guys could not handle the role that you're doing now. And I right. know you're, you know, you're not, you know, the veteran that, uh, you know, say a honky tonk man or something like that, <laughs> but you're a veteran in this area. You're right. a guy who's went through the stages of just jumping off the fucking roof and not really knowing what you were doing 
to right. to do high flying stuff, to work with all the stars in the area. There's an episode we talk about all the guys you worked with. You was the guy that, and you got to take pride in this. You were the guy that the stars wanted to work. Uh, yep. That's something Dustin got a lot of too, because he was easy to work. Uh, and to your this, what you've been doing since Memphis Wrestling started, and, and us getting back talking on a regular basis. Is just a whole new thing for Austin Lane. It's it's uh, yeah. you're a daddy. You're their dad. <laughs> you're their dad, and, and it. And I mean, I feel. I guess I'm their grandpa then, since I was 56. <laughs> but but uh, it's you. There's a different role for both of us. In, yeah. in, in reality, that uh, during this Memphis wrestling deal, that that we're just kind of not used to in the sense that we're we're awake. You're still in the middle of it, but really people don't understand. You're doing everything that you do. You told me we were, it was just me, me and you one-on-one. And I said, K tumor is fucking huge. Cause I just saw him live and in person. And, uh, you said, yeah, I, I you said this, this came out of your yep. mouth. I'm going to make him a star. And that's all you was worried about. It wasn't, didn't yep. have anything to do with Austin Lane or, or BT or what we're going to make. He, I'm going to make him a star and yep. you've been part of that. You really have. Yeah. And he would and not just him too. Like from the, just, just using from Memphis wrestling going forward, you know, here, you know, for a, you know, coming up on like a year, a year and a half to, to two years of Memphis wrestling. Uh, my pet projects and myself was Mike Anthony. It was Kay yeah. Toomer. And it was uh, like the Skimahorns. You know, there's been several different ones that have been my pet projects. And I feel like that I've created, you know, that I haven't created, but I helped and assist. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you take as much pride out of that as you do you winning a match or something. And that's, uh, that's, uh, like I said, I was always, I was always that person. Uh, We had a good match. They had a good match then because I knew I wasn't going to have a good match. I was, you know, puffed my chest out. And knew that the two teams I had that when we walked through the dressing room door, the promoters wanted them against each other because they had the best match on the show, whether it be the first match, main event, whatever, we had right. the best match on the show. And that was my pride in us learning psychology as we went along. Yeah. And then when I quit and started doing the website and then coming now full circle to back to the podcast, that's, you know, getting BT over I'll say it again. I'm going to get myself over. I mean, me and right. you are going to sit here together and I'm over, motherfucker. So just get over yeah. it. That's the way and I that's, feel. Yeah. That's the, that's the conversation that I've had many times, uh, honestly, like even recently. So if you look at it, like K Toomer is a star now. Everyone right. knows it. He is a star. And if you remember back, I beat him in the, the, the end of the, the program. You know, he never beat me. That's something and, Rhino had yeah. to had to remind me of because I said he had only lost in BlackRock. He lost twice in BlackRock, and he goes, "No, I think Austin Lane beat him." So he yeah. goes all the way back to we think Austin Lane beat him, but that was the. But I think you don't remember that. What you remember is is Tumor's a star now, right? You're right. That's what yeah. I, yeah. So because I like I even told him uh, I had the match with Ryan uh, Rembrandt. And that one was supposed to have been like a two or three minute squash match. And I said, no, we're not doing that. I said, no, I said, this is what we're going to do. Give me a little more time with him. We're going to do this right here. And I even told Ryan, he's like, okay, let's do your this, your this. I'm like, no. I was like, stop. I was like, 
right now you haven't done a lot on TV. I don't even think you'd even want a match or anything he at had, that point. No, I said, yeah. I said, stop. No, I'm over regardless. I'm already over. I'm going to be over. Let's get you over. Because if I just beat a nobody, it doesn't really make a difference for me. For one, let's get you over. I beat him in that match. And literally the very next taping, he's working for a title. Uh, like the deal with Matt. Matt, uh, the way I see it is, if you remember back, Matt, during my program with Tumor, he lost in less than a minute to Tumor. Yeah, but we don't remember that. But we you don't remember that. But remember you do remember yeah, we now. Remember, yeah, yeah. Tumor even, is even a star. in a loss. Yeah, even with Matt losing to me in the match, Matt came out of our program and match as a bigger star than he was when he started it. I agree. One. All right, man. We're gonna call it quits. We went almost an hour. I appreciate Patreon. Join the Austin Lane, and if you're on the main feed, remember you had to wait almost a month to get this. Join, join now, right now. You actually get to watch it because I put it on Daily Motion, uh, so you get to watch it as we watched it. Uh, they won't let us do that on YouTube, so you can actually watch the on Daily Motion with the password. Patreon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Austin Lane. Thank you, brother. There's nothing quite like Memphis Wrestling live. Join us for episode 100 on Saturday, December 17th at the Wrestle Center. Impact Wrestling superstar Moose is coming to Memphis Wrestling for the Grind City Rumble. Plus, the gun show goes one-on-one with Mike Anthony. Sunday, January 15th, it's our first live event of 2023, and you don't want to miss it. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. episode is also brought to you by spunkloop.com remember when you're getting funky like a monkey if you know what i mean use spunky that's right go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them sts pod sent you You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. If you've never downloaded the Cash App app, Download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. Hey, that was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznet. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our sponsors. A big shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at Comic Book Mark BT, Instagram at BT Shoot the Shizit. That's right, Shooting the Shizit without a G. Facebook Shooting the Shizit and Facebook Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. 
Podcast Roll Call, Who's Right Podcast, Homeboys Podcast, E3 Radio, my buddies Richard Josh, My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Derrick. Lists in favor include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Bad Podcast. Hey guys, remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.